All right, so welcome back. I don't know exactly what to call today's episode. Naming things is hard. Anybody who's ever had me in a class, like my best advice comes from when I just am talking to you guys about random things that happen in life. And so I guess today you could talk about travel or you could talk about like kindness. I don't know. So my family, we just took the boys, my two little kiddos to the beach, hung out with my sister and stuff at the beach and we traveled. And I will tell you that if you want to go watch how people manage stress, go to an airport. That is kind of like the crazy stress place. Go check it out. It's pretty interesting. Everybody at the airport is stressed. Absolutely everybody. I don't know anybody at an airport who's not stressed about something. Now, there's different levels of stress. I'm sure there's people stressed about missing flights. There's people stressed about getting on the plane. There's people stressed about flying in general. There's people stressed about everything. But deep down inside, everybody is stressed about something. For me personally, the biggest stressor is actually getting to my gate. So like getting to the airport on time, getting through security, getting bags checked, all of that, like that's the stressor to me. And once I'm at the gate, like it's out of my hands. I'll get on the plane. They won't leave without me if I'm there at the gate. Like that's, I don't know, that's my biggest stress, I guess, is getting to the plane. Um, But we recently flew and on the way back, we were at our gate. We got there with ample time, like tiny, tiny airport. I think there were eight gates total. We were at gate number three and there was not enough space between the gates to walk those children to keep them entertained. I will tell you that. But we were waiting for our plane. They delayed it because of weather at our destination where we had to change planes. So that was stressful about changing planes with two kids and all of our stuff. And dude, traveling with kids is easy. Traveling with kids' stuff is not easy. But so it was kind of stressful sitting there waiting, knowing that we had a connecting flight that we were going to have to catch. And then I realized whenever they said something about weather to check the weather channel. And I realized that, uh, yeah, every flight at the airport where we were going was going to be delayed. They were not going in or out at this point. So chances are our connecting flight would also be delayed. Um, But that meant that we got to our home airport super, super late. Like we were already planning to come in at like midnight, one o'clock. We got on the ground, I think at 2 a.m. or something like that. It was crazy and outrageous and the baby did not want to sleep on the first flight we knocked him out finally right before we walked on the second flight and we learned that like he can't be in the carrier and that's what woke him up on the first one was unsnapping the carrier to get him out of it um so we worked on that gently while we were still loading the plane up and things like that um also if you're traveling with small children do not pay for the upgrade to board early my husband was concerned about that i'm like why would i pay for a boarding when i get to board right after a boarding Like we can be in the D boarding group if there was such a big plane in Southwest because that's who we like to fly. And it doesn't matter because we're boarding right after A anyways. So I'm going to save my money and they're going to let me on that plane no matter what. But anyways, digress. So anyway, so we get back really, really late. We landed and we had to wait a brief moment. The pilot thought it would be a lot longer, but we had to wait for a gate to even open because apparently every plane landed at the same time at our home airport. I guess there was some weather here before that too. And so we taxied in to our gate and we had chosen to sit at the back of this plane because children and it was our home destination. So we did not have to rush off the plane or anything like that. So we just sat in the back so we could take our time. We wouldn't be standing in people's way like that kind of thing. So we get there. We get off the plane. We're very last getting off the plane and our stroller is not there. So whenever you gate check a stroller or whatever, they pull it 
up and drop it right at the end of the walkway, the jetway. And so we were waiting for our stroller to come up and we're waiting and we're waiting and we were on a flight. People were coming to work for Southwest on our flight. There were, I think, three or four um, flight attendants. There was a pilot and a co-pilot or something like that. Like they were all going to our home airport to start their day for work, which was pretty interesting. Pretty interesting when you have to commute by plane to get to work. But um, so they all got off and stuff. And then our flight crew were getting off and getting ready to like end their day. Like their shift was ending kind of thing. And so I knew that they were tired. They wanted to get done. And there we are standing and waiting for our stroller. And so like two flight attendants came and checked on us and we're like, yeah, we're just waiting on our stroller. It's okay. We got time. We don't have to be anywhere except to get our luggage and stuff. And the pilot came off and was like, hey, what are you guys waiting on? And we're like, we're waiting on our, our stroller. And like if we knew it was coming out of baggage claim, we would just go there. But it has, you know, delivered to the gate. And so we're like, uh, we'll just wait. And the pilot was like, well, there's nobody to unload our plane at the moment. Like they can't get the luggage because so many planes landed at the same time that they're loading the plane next to us. That they don't know when they'll be done and getting to our plane to unload our plane full of luggage. And I was like, oh, geez. So the pilot was kind enough to like go down into the belly of the plane, grab our stroller and brought it up. And he was like is that it? And I was like, yes, it is. And he's like, good, because it's all I could reach. Like he didn't have, he didn't really have anything to get up in the belly of the plane, but it was the nicest thing. And in reality, he was doing it because he wanted us to leave. So that way they could all go home. They could get the plane turned over and things like that. Um, But they handled it in a very, very kind way. And even being at the end of their shift, I don't know how long their day is, but it's not short. I can guarantee you that. Having to deal with flight delays, angry passengers, people stressed about flying and everything that goes with it and connecting flights and all that stuff and it's in the middle of the night and they were all very very kind and polite about it you couldn't really tell that they were flustered or upset with us i know from working retail and other things and in jobs like they were done they wanted to go home but they were very kind to us which was really nice and made our trip better because we were dealing with two children who were very much done with flying and very much done with traveling and were exhausted beyond belief and it it could have been worse, but everybody was very kind. And so then we get to baggage claim and our bags were not a baggage claim. They were not there for quite a while. And my husband was like, I don't see anybody from our flight standing around waiting for bags anymore. And I was like, well, I don't recognize anybody on our flight because this is the one weird flight that I never actually paid attention to who else was getting on the plane. Usually I pay attention to certain people waiting in the same gate area and stuff, but I didn't. So finally, eventually, he went and checked some other carousels for the baggage and found that, found our car seat, that kind of thing. And then we were off. And then we went to go get on the shuttle to get to our car because we parked in a parking lot that needed a shuttle and everything else. And so we got there, and there was one other lady waiting. So there we show up with our double stroller, our two children, one in a car seat, an extra car seat for flying, two checked bags, and we each have a backpack, and the kid has a backpack, and somehow we've ended up with an extra carry-on because that's where everything gets shoved whenever you have to hurry up and get off the plane and things like that. And So we have a lot of stuff, and it's not tiny stuff either. Oh, traveling with the kids and their stuff. Anyways, so we are waiting for the shuttle. My husband calls because it's the middle of the night, so we don't know if they're running shuttles continuously or whatnot, so they send a shuttle. And in that meantime, another family or two with some younger kids come over and another couple come over and they're waiting behind the other lady. So like, it's obvious we are waiting for the shuttle with all of this stuff. And then 
they're all waiting also. And there's a couple different parking garage shuttles and stuff waiting along there. So the shuttle pulls up and the lady who had been waiting before us said, why don't you get those kids out of the cold and get them on the shuttle first? And I said, okay, that would be very helpful. Thank you. So my husband took the one kid up onto the shuttle and a bag. And then a lady who's not on our shuttle, not waiting for our shuttle at all, pushed through the line and was like, well, if you're not getting on, I'm going through. And I was like, rude. Like, I'm obviously waiting here with all of this stuff and the shuttle is here. We are trying to get on the shuttle. But she pushed her way through because she was in a rush to go wait in the line for the shuttle next to us that was not there and did not arrive before we left. Kindness goes a long way, guys. Kindness. Being patient with others, especially when they're as exhausted as you are and tired and everything else. Like, just be kind to people. So then everybody, like, used that opening to start getting on the shuttle. So the lady who was trying to block traffic, essentially, for us to be able to get all of our stuff and our kids safely on the shuttle kind of got moved out of the way by the lady going to the other shuttle. And then all of the other people waiting for ours just piled on. And so there I am standing on the curb with one child, the stroller, all of the bags and everything else. My husband managed to get one kid in his car seat and a backpack on the shuttle. And then everybody's like settling in and I'm like, they're filling up the shuttle and we have all this stuff. Like, I don't know what's happening, but okay. So my husband comes off and he says something and I was like, well, I'm trying, I'm trying to help. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, why don't you take the other kid and get him in a seat? And I will like start putting things up on the shuttle. He's like, okay. So he gets up on there. The shuttle driver is like, getting ready he's talking to the people where are you parked that kind of thing and he's like getting ready to leave and I'm like dude's not getting the hint so finally I grab our 49 pound bag I know because we were overweight at the beginning and I put it up on the shuttle at the very top step right behind him where he turned around and almost tripped on it and he's like oh there's more and I'm like yes there's more there's a whole family of stuff sitting out here on the curb but I didn't say anything I said yes there's more and he's like oh let me help you with that and where are we gonna put this stuff and I was like I don't know I have a big stroller coming too And everybody else on the shuttle suddenly realized, oh, shoot, they might need help. They may need on the shuttle. And there's no room for all of them and their stuff. But we've all crammed on here and made it to where they, traveling with two super young children, the younger of all the children waiting, don't have enough space on their shuttle. You could see the look in the people's faces of, like, they felt bad. And the shuttle driver was kind of oblivious and stuff like that. And that kind of, it had been a long day. We were done. Thankfully, the baby was sleeping in the car seat and stuff. But, like, yeah, that that was where I started to get annoyed. It took a long time to get to that point, but that's where I started to get annoyed. And I could have been snappy. I could have snapped at people. I could have made some backhanded comments. I could have said something mean to the driver or something of that sort. But then I realized, you know what? Everybody on that shuttle has had an exhausting day of flying. Nobody lands and is on a shuttle to get to their car at 2.30 in the morning and it was bright and refreshed and ready to go for the day. Like, me being angry and upset was going to get nobody anywhere. All it was going to do is make my car ride home with my husband and two children a lot worse for us. And so it really got me thinking of when we are angry, when we are hangry, more importantly, like we're hungry, we're tired, we're exhausted, we're stressed, like We need to remember to stop and remember that other people are too. So when I'm tired because my kid kept me up all night and I'm cranky 
and he comes yelling at me about something or just is so loud and yelling. I have to remember that he's feeling the same way I am, but he's a kid and he doesn't know how to control it. And I'm not always great at controlling it. I don't know any adult that's great at controlling some of their feelings, but I'm supposed to set the example to teach him how to be calm and, you know, like taking a deep breath, taking a time out, being like, I need a break. We need to go do something quietly, that kind of thing. Um, that works with adults too, like stopping and remembering that everybody else on that shuttle who was rushing to get on and not really helping us at all or even letting us get on necessarily, they were all the same thing. They were all very tired, probably hungry, ready to be done. They were all going to their own cars, so they were ready to probably be home. Some of them may have a couple hour drive ahead of them. I don't know. But just having to like stop and remember that sometimes others are also going through what you're going through. And so the way that you're feeling when you don't want to deal with people and you don't want to wait for others and all that stuff, others feel that way too. And so remembering that. And I don't I don't know if I would classify that as empathy necessarily, but like having that remembrance, that time, taking that moment to stop and remember you're all probably feeling the same way and you're all dealing with your feelings and some deal with them better than others. My toddler does not deal with them very well because he hasn't been trained to. But just remembering that and being kind. Like, even if it's going back to the old, like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all kind of thing. But just stop and be kind to people. It's really helpful. So that's it for this podcast episode about kindness. I guess that's what I'm going to call it. Um, Make sure you like, you share, you follow, all that good stuff, and download. Set it up for automatically downloading, and tell all of your friends about it, about listening to Miss B ramble about kindness. Why not? Some of you guys might miss my stories.